0: Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome to the second episode of Modern Manual Therapy Unplugged. I'm Jason Shane from Shane Physiotherapy with Urson Religioso of ModernManualTherapy.com, and we're happy to have you all back with us again for this second episode. Urson, how are you doing today?
1: I'm well. How are you, Jason?
0: I'm doing spectacular. We got some uh, pretty good feedback from that first episode. I hope so. <laughs> I hope <laughs> so. I, I think people appreciated the, the smaller length of the podcast, and the stories, because I think that they can learn from these, and we use the word failures, but really it's more learning experiences. Um, that yourself, I'll give one obviously eventually, and that other clinicians will share.
1: Yeah, all the crotchety people out there loved it.
0: <laughs> they did. You know, uh, we we more people know,
1: too, damn it.
0: I don't know if we got any uh, feedback from them yet. I'm still waiting, though. I might be <laughs> to. Uh, I might have that filtered. So today's episode, um, maybe failure is not the right word, but it's definitely was a learning experience, and it's the one, it's one of the things that we're taught, all of us, in whatever um, postgraduate uh, rehab program we're done, we're taught to look for red flags, and Erson has a story about that today. Do uh, you want to share that with us, Erson?
1: Sure. Uh, a recent systematic review or meta-analysis basically looked at red flags and it concluded that all the red flags were taught pretty much don't really have any correlation to a history of cancer, um, and I, I think that's valuable to know because it, it concluded that the only ones that really can correlated with cancer were a previous history of cancer and a failure to improve within a month it was basically you should probably refer out.
0: And You shared that, I think. I think you shared that post on your social media feeds. I think yeah. recently. Yeah, I reviewed
1: that. it on uh, themanualtherapist.com, or at least I okay. shared it. I shared someone else who reviewed it. it Might have been on um, Joe Brent's blog. Okay. So, and I think that that's it's something that you can look for because you've had plenty of people who, yeah, they've they've lost weight or they have general malaise or. They have three levels of spinal pain, and and you, you might think red flag, red flag, red flag, and, and I think those things are still useful in your mind, but you, I guess you can't just immediately think cancer. So there was a woman who I was seeing um, probably about 14, 15 years ago, and her and her husband were both coming in, and her husband was doing really well, and she just developed this insidious onset of cervical, thoracic, and lumbar pain, and after just a few short weeks, maybe two, three weeks, her cervical pain and her lumbar pain had completely cleared up. Her thoracic pain, however, it was, she may even have used the word unremitting. And that is a stoddard's warning sign, right? And Unremitting night pain.
0: It's interesting. You'd mentioned stoddard warning signs, and we'd never had them referred to that, uh, at least in my Canadian uh, master's program here. But um, is that the standard that they were based off of?
1: Um, yeah, he, he was a physician who basically said that you should look for these as red flags. And, you know, some of the warning signs are unremitting night pain through regions of, of spinal pain, so cervical, thoracic, and lumbar, uh, weight loss, like significant weight loss, uh, unexplained weight loss, I should say, um, general, ma- sw- general malaise.
0: Um, Did he have night sweats in there as well? That was one that was,
1: uh, quite, uh, uh I believe so. Yes. It's been a while since I looked at them, basically, since it's a somatic review. Of course, but um, I, you know, have them. I don't have the entire list, but I have the majority of the the big ones in my head. Mm-hmm. So, she was already ectomorphic to begin with, a very skinny lady, um, small boned, I should say. And no matter what we, you know, we tried lots of mechanical things, and this is before I tried breathing or anything like that, and, and I couldn't affect her thoracic pain at all. <clears throat> excuse me so she and her husband leave for uh vacation she's gone for maybe two three weeks she comes back and i'd only seen her two three weeks um, to begin with she comes back so i see her it's a month and a half since i first saw her and she again she was maybe only 100 pounds to begin with she looked like she already lost 10 to 15 pounds i mean something significant that i could i could see in someone who's already so thin and i remember i just said Hey, you know, ma'am, have you have you lost weight since the last time I see seen you? It's only been, you know, a couple of weeks, right? And she said, yeah, you know, I was on vacation two or three weeks, and she said, I lost I lost a lot of weight, and I just I just do not feel well. I have no energy, and I just said, look, you have to see your doctor right away, and I told her husband, you need to see you need to see your primary right away. Like I I don't even feel comfortable seeing you today. Mm-hmm. um so he he calls a couple days later and says that she has some sort of stage four cancer and oh. she had metastases all over her spine um sure. yeah
0: would explain obviously the pain
1: right I mean you know like I said her, her cervical and lumbar lumbar pain it, it it responded to repeated motions I mean back mm-hmm. then I was just Newly McKenzie certified, so I don't think I was doing all kinds of crazy manips on her anyway. But um, the thoracic spine—I knew something was not right, especially when when something responds well in the, in the same person, not even you know in, in, within the same session. Like two regions of your spine respond, and one one does not. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't hear from them, and I, I remember uh, he he husband may have stopped by and a couple weeks later, and basically just said, "Look, I can't continue therapy and my wife, uh, she passed away. Wow! And so, so within you know only two or three weeks of me referring her out, she she already passed away. I mean, obviously the whole time I had seen her, she was she was very unhealthy, and someone had just missed this and thought she just had a cervical thoracic and lumbar pain. And I wouldn't really classify this as a failure by any means, but I mean you know she didn't she didn't have a previous history of cancer. She did have the I guess would say it's hard to classify as failure to improve because she did improve in two regions so I thought that I was just missing something for the third region but um, not like you know that meta-analysis or the systematic review wasn't out back then anyway so no
0: of course not I mean it does it does make I mean by no means do primary care physicians want us referring you know every you know even whiff of a suspected case for cancer they don't want to scaring their patients and nor do they nor do, nor could they handle that volume but by the same token it, it it is good to keep you know in our minds and you know I think these stories are quite rare but you know I'm sure that after that incident you probably were hyper vigilant for a while
1: yeah but It's also one of those things where when you're good enough, I mean, even back then when I was traditionally manual therapy and just a little McKenzie as opposed to the other way around, you had a lot of home runs with the spine. And you look at the statistics statistics I reviewed from just the literature and also even working for an insurance company. I mean, insurance companies have a lot of stats that they don't necessarily publish. They don't encourage x-rays because less than, it's somewhere about 1% to 5% of them even show anything significant in terms of a red flag, something that is untreatable mm-hmm. conservatively. So it's not like they, they wanna pay for every single x-ray because they know statistically conservative care is probably, and time is probably gonna take care of a lot of things. So I don't wanna scare everyone, but I mean, in, in the end, trust your gut.
0: And in mm-hmm. your, how many years of practice have you been practicing, 18 years?
1: 18 years as of this podcast.
0: Ha- have you had another case of cancer in those 18 years? No. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think that puts things in perspective, doesn't it? As to, I mean, you've seen probably, if not thousands, I'm probably sure tens of thousands of patients. And, yeah. you know, it gives you an idea the, the small percentage that, you know, the red flags are in the, you know, would actually turn out to be a positive or in right. terms of like a, a positive finding, that is.
1: It, it was a rough one, too, because it was obviously, I mean, I would much rather, it's not like I would r- rather have that now. But it would have been easier to have it now than than one or two years into my career.
0: I I can't imagine, and you know, I I personally also want to thank you for sharing this story, and I think probably our listeners, you know, appreciate you being willing to share that as well, because you know we don't hear stories like this, and you know, if someone out there hears this and is working with a patient that you know uh, maybe might fits a similar profile, maybe they might, I mean, at they might take something from this, I think.
1: Yeah, I just know your limit. I mean, in the end, an, another other research has basically concluded that if you don't have any home runs or significant breakthroughs within a month, it's very unlikely you're gonna have like this magical breakthrough of a treatment you didn't think of after a month.
0: Got it. Well, I think that uh, we should promise our listeners maybe a success story in <laughs> our in our next episode. I'm just full of failures. Course. You're just full of failures. No, no. I I know you got some good success stories. I've taken a
1: few I blog about my success stories all the time.
0: I know. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Modern Manual Therapy Unplugged. Uh, We really appreciate your reviews on iTunes and likes and shares. And uh, once again, you can find myself, Jason Shane, through Shane Physiotherapy, either through my website or Facebook. And Erson, how can they find you?
1: TheManualTherapist.com, ModernManualTherapy.com, and Facebook.com forward slash the OMPT. Perfect. Thank you very much.